everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Christian in Progress. My name is Samuel Perez, and just a little bit about myself, I am a former gay stripper. Yep, that's right, you heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ. This podcast is all about how I do it, why I do it, and to help others like me, and to educate maybe those that aren't like me. I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2021. Nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations, and we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, click on the description and you'll find the link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll just be making a regular monthly commitment. And we also have my website, SamuelAbrahamPerez.com, where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my recent road trip that lasted me around two weeks. (laughs) So let's get right into it. So I'm not usually the type of person uh, that likes to take a lot of vacations. I actually enjoy what I do a lot. So I love making content for you guys online. I love doing my Bible studies, my TikToks, my YouTube videos. It really makes me happy to do this kind of stuff. Um, So I I don't really usually like to take vacations. I also see sometimes like for me, vacations can be um, sort of uh, very uh, just all about myself, you know, um, like gratifying my own flesh. Um, But there is, you know, obviously a place for vacation, especially when you want to get away, spend some time with your family or your loved ones or whatever. So but I... I just like to work. I am a workaholic. I actually have a problem resting. (laughs) So I need to find rest days in my week, which I need to take or I'm going to (laughs) crash. But I love what I do. So I'm not usually in the mood for a vacation. However, for um, before my road trip, which I think must have been maybe three weeks ago or four weeks ago, I was getting kind of like this feeling um, that it, it, almost from like the Holy Spirit that I wanted to travel. Like I was going online and looking up a flight attendant jobs. Not that I would ever become a flight attendant, but sometimes I don't know. I just like it's 2 a.m. and I'm like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if there are any flight attendant applications, you know, I, just something so silly and just coming up with fantasies in my head of what would it, what would it be like to become a flight attendant and to be always um, in the air and moving from country to country, city to city. Um, So I was kind of in that mood. I was like, man, I kind of want to stay at a hotel. You know, I've been stuck in Miami for quite some time now. So my mom, she comes into my room and she's like, hey, um, do you want to go on a trip with me? And I was like, you know what? I actually do feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to go on a trip. And, And I was like, where? And she was like, well, why don't we make a trip to the International House of Prayer? If you guys know me at all, (laughs) you know that I am a huge, huge, huge fan of International House of Prayer and just prayer rooms in general. Um, I love listening to Upper Room. I think Upper Room has a phenomenal prayer room, um, but they're not 24 hours like International House of Prayer. Um, and basically, for those people who don't know uh, what prayer rooms are, it's it's essentially just like, a, it's not so much traditional, just like you go into a room and people are just praying on the mic with no music, no nothing. Prayer rooms, um, like Resting Place, International House of Prayer, Upper Room, it's like a, a set. That's what they usually call it. And it, it's a worship set. So it's worship mix with prayer at the same time it can be very spontaneous so they might play some songs that you know they might not um but i pretty much live in that prayer room atmosphere um there is an international house of prayer miami down here that i was specifically going to for a while i led sets there um during the night watch which was around 2 a.m i did that for around eight eight months i believe so and i was a part of that church for a while really i kind of in the beginning of my born again journey, I kind of grew up in that prayer room culture. So I'm always listening to prayer rooms. I think they are so crucial, especially when you're the type of person who is really extending a lot, especially in ministry. 
like for me specifically, I'm always giving, I'm always praying for people. I'm always leading, you know, podcasts or um, Bible studies, and that can really take a lot out of you spiritually. So if you're not spending a lot of intimacy and time with Jesus um, and, and, you know, something that is actually fun. And to me, uh, worship is very fun since I am a musician and a worshiper myself. Um, so I tend to always be listening to Upper Room and International House of Prayer. And so when my mom came into the room and she was like, oh, you know, let's take a trip over there. I was like, yes, let's do it. Um, we've never been before to Kansas City. It is very far, especially from Florida. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, and I had I had been a couple times to Upper Room, but I'd never been to International House of Prayer. And so my mom was like, oh, let's go to IHOP, International House of Prayer and not the pancake house, don't get it confused. And um, I was like, yeah, and you know what? Like since we're gonna go up there um, by car because um, my mom wanted it to be a road trip because the flights were kind of expensive and um, it's just safer that way, you know? And I was like, why don't we just pass by uh, through Upper Room? So, um, so it's on the way up there anyways, you know? So that was the original plan that we were going to head out first and um, go to Upper Room, and then we were going to go all the way up to Kansas City from Florida, and Miami is where I live. So, um, of course, <laughs> something crazy happened, which is why I'm sharing this story with you guys, and also just so that you guys can know what's up in my life, what I've been doing, um, kind of where I was for those two weeks that I took a break, um, and I wasn't doing Bible studies. Um, I tried, but I couldn't, you know. So, um, the day we head out, it's a Saturday. And when we, we basically, we didn't do any planning whatsoever for this trip, like nothing. <laughs> we didn't check the weather. We didn't, we didn't check what hotels we were going to stay at. We just knew that we were going to get in our car. We were going to head over to Dallas and then head over to Kansas City. My mom also had some plans that she did not tell me about. She wanted to sneak that in there um, of going to California too. So, um, but of, of course, you know, as the story progresses, I'll tell you what happened with that. So we get in the car, we have no idea, um, where, where, where we're going to go, where we're going to stay. We just know these are the places we would like to visit. But as soon as we get to the car, um, we check the weather and it looks like that day, um, there was, uh, I think specifically the, the, the winter storm happening, I believe. And so that day I got an email from the Upper Room campus, which was the first place that we were going to visit, um, that they had shut down, that they had closed. So I was like, oh man, we can't go to Upper Room first. Um, I guess we're going to have to go to International House of Prayer. And hopefully by the time that we get to International House of Prayer, because we were going to be on the road for two weeks, they'll open up, you know, um, Upper Room. So instead of going through, you know, Tallahassee and the New Orleans and up to Dallas, we're going to go the other way, which was to go up, up into Nashville, Tennessee, and then Kansas City and all the states that are in between there, which I do not remember at all now. <laughs> and on the way, I was like, oh, I'm going to visit some of my buddies that live um, in Tennessee and stuff like that. I had, I had a friend who lives in Tennessee. So um, that was originally the plan. So we, we head out. We have no idea what's going on with the weather. Um, basically, this was during the big, big winter storm. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, um, but it was it was horrible for Texas. They were not prepared for anything like that. So we had no idea how badly it was going to be because that was at the beginning of the winter storm, you know, like when it first happened. And so that specific Saturday. So we start heading up, but I'm super excited. I'm super pumped. Like, I've never, I've never been to International House of Prayer before, um, and I have some people that I've always wanted to see um, and and see them like basically uh, play live because I I never gotten to see them before. So I'm one of them, for example, for me is one of my favorite musicians and worshipers. Her name is Olivia Buckles. She is incredible. One of the reasons why I love International House of Prayer so badly now is because the first set that I ever saw was an Olivia Buckles set. Um, and it was, I believe, a Tuesday at night. And there's like a whole story, but I guess I'll get into it. Um, it was a Tuesday at night. I was fasting and I had gone on YouTube and I had no idea what IHOP was, uh, International House of Prayer. I just knew that I knew that it was a church that did like 24 hour, you know, worship. So um, I clicked on it just out of curiosity, and she was there just strumming her guitar. She was playing four chords, and I don't know what about it. It was such a Holy Spirit-led moment, but, like, the music, 
just the power of the presence of God while she was playing in that atmosphere, like went from that room to my computer and then out of my computer to me. It was insane. I started crying so badly. And from then I was like, what is this? I want to listen to more of this. I had never really listened to worship in this way. Because I always thought that worship was kind of, you know, the 15 minutes or the 20 minutes before service and everyone's like singing the newest popular mainstream Christian songs. And so I had no idea what spontaneous worship looked like um, or even worship with the word where they they, they literally worship with, with the Bible, you know, and, and worship these new songs that come out of the spur of the moment. So um, I have, I had been a fan of Olivia Buckles for so long and I'd never seen her, you know, in person to do a set. And so I was like, oh, I hope she's there. I hope I get to just see her and get to uh, be a part of a, a set with her um, in the audience, obviously. So um, I'm, I'm just super pumped and excited for all these things. And then as well for Upper Room, because I, I had never um, been in the prayer room at the same time that some of the leaders at Upper Room were there, like Alyssa Smith and Joel Figueroa. Um, and I'm not usually into, you know, like, I'm not one of those people that like follow these like mainstream Christian artists, like, and I'm like everything that comes out and I'm like, oh yes, like I want to go to their concerts and like the, their merch. And I'm not really that type of person, but um, I do know the difference between when someone gets up on a prayer room stage and they really know how to just hit the presence of God like and, and involve the entire room to be able to come under that. Um, so I wanted to experience that for myself in person because I had been to Upper Room, you know, one, one time before to experience their prayer room. But Alyssa and Joel, they weren't there. And it was still amazing. Like I had, there was like people up there that I didn't know who they were. They were just regular musicians who spent their time volunteering for the prayer room. And it was incredible. I felt God's presence like never before. So I just knew that I was going to feel the exact same thing going to International House of Prayer and then also Upper Room. And that's what I was most excited for. I was most excited just to feel God's presence and just to be there in person amidst an assembly of individuals who are seeking and thirsting after God. And so <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's when I took to Instagram and I tried to include, guys, if you're not following me on Instagram already, I suggest you do because I do post a lot of updates about my life and devotionals and different things that um, I feel like if you follow this channel, it will interest you. So um, it, it, my username on Instagram is Samuel Abraham P. And it's obviously for my name, Samuel Abraham Perez. <laughs> and so um, we make our way up. And I believe uh, the, our first day was like somewhere up on top of like North Florida. Um, and I don't even remember the city but it was so hard that night just to find a hotel. And when we finally did get our hotel, we realized just how cold it was. It was like really cold, especially for Florida. And um, my mom was checking the weather and she was like, oh man, it looks like things are pretty bad. Like things are getting pretty bad in Dallas and things are getting pretty bad in Kansas City. And, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, but the news always exaggerates and stuff. I was like, that shouldn't, you know, that's not, that shouldn't de deteriorate um, our plans that we have to be able to go. Cause I was like, I already took, you know, I already put it in my head that we were going to go. We we're going to spend this time with God. Like, I'm not going to go back to Miami, especially after like a six hour, like drive out of Florida, Florida. The worst part about driving um, out of Florida is that it takes so long to get out of Florida. Like it's, I think it's like 10 hours just from Miami to, to get out of Florida, like when you hit Atlanta or, you know, some of the other states that are around there. So um, the next morning we wake up, um, we got a hotel and, and we left the hotel, we wake up, we go over to Tennessee. Um, and I was super excited for Tennessee because I actually love Tennessee. <laughs> if I didn't live in Miami, I think I would live in like Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge or anywhere near the Smoky Mountains, maybe Nashville. Um, but I don't think Nashville has enough mountains for me. I, I just like, I want the complete opposite of what I have right now, which is I have like Miami is so it's like, it's not a big city, but it's not like a small city. It's kind of like a medium city. And there's no mountains, there's no like uh, forest, you know, like, I don't know, I just feel like it's so dull. The only thing that we have here is the beach, which is good. You know, I feel like there are parts of, um, you know, places where people live and they wish that they had a beach. 
but going to the beach in Miami is so like, it's almost like I've grown up here and it just doesn't thrill me anymore, you know? But when I do leave Miami, I realize, oh yeah, you know, the beach is super cool. So, but I would totally, totally live in um, Tennessee. So I was excited to go there and I was excited to see my friend Lenny, who's part of my discipleship group. Um, and yes, I have a discipleship group, by the way, guys, if you go to my website, samuelabrahamperez.com, you can actually see there's a tab that says community. And if you want to become um, part of, you want to join the discipleship group, you can actually do that. You just put your name and your information in there. Um, I'm not sure if right now we're taking any more people because we're, we're already kind of big, but you guys can try if you want to. Um, I don't think I'll ever put like a no applications right now at the moment, <laughs> maybe in the future. I don't know. Uh, cause I don't want the group to get too big either. Cause then it, it's not, it's no longer intimate, but I have around like 17 or like, uh, yeah, 17 or 18 disciples, um, that I pour into both, um, girls and boys, you know, um, men and women, I should say, <laughs> cause they're adults and, uh, from 20 to 30 years old. And so one of these guys who's in the group, um, he lives in Tennessee and um, I'm not going to say his name just in case he wants uh, privacy, <laughs> but he lives in Tennessee. And so he lives in Bristol, which is kind of uh, not near Nashville. So we did kind of like a detour to go to Gatlinburg, which is like a halfway point for both of us, because really our GPS wanted to take us to Nashville. So we get to Gatlinburg. I am like loving Gatlinburg. I love Gatlinburg. <laughs> I'm also a big fan of Dolly Parton. <laughs> and that's kind of like her city, you know, like that's where she grew up. And there's, you know, Dollywood is there. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I really love the fact that she's making Christian music now too, with um, which a couple, a, a couple of different Christian bands. I think that's awesome. Uh, so I get to meet up with my friend. We spend one night there. Uh, we get to play, you know, like a little bit like tourists for one night. Um, but we were on a move. We were on a mission. You know, our main goal was not to, I mean, my main goal was not to have like a cute little vacation and, you know, uh, gratify my flesh, but it was to go to the prayer room. That's what I was excited for. So we, um, the night that we stayed in Gatlinburg, it, the, the weather just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse, but we're not too scared. Um, at this time, um, I even told my mom, I was like, Hey mom, you know, like I think, um, and by the way, guys, I, I love my mom. She is incredible. I'm 25 years old. Uh, so this trip was a little bit difficult because I don't think, I think at some point, you know, as you get older, um, it, it is hard as an adult because your parents always just see you as kind of a little kid. They, they never really see you as an adult. So traveling with my mom, my mom can be an amazing mom, but that's just it. She's a mom, you know, so she treats me like a little kid sometimes. So um, I told her, I'm like, let's stay for, um, let's stay for an extra night at Gatlinburg because it looks like things are getting a little bad over there. And, you know, it should, it should blow over in a couple of days. But my mom didn't listen. So she was like, she was like, oh no, let's, let's get a move on. So we head over to Nashville while we are driving to Nashville it is getting so bad, like so bad. Our our car was not, like my car specifically, because we took my car, it was not prepared for that. Um, it started to snow and we did not, like my car is in four wheels um, drive. So it's only the first two wheels. And if you know anything about driving in the snow, like that is not good. <laughs> and um, the snowmobiles or whatever, the ones that take the snow off the I think, I don't know, it's snow, I, I'm pretty sure it's not snowmobiles, uh, scratch that. Whatever takes off the snow from the roads, they weren't doing that at that moment. And so we were driving literally on the highway on snow and it was already, it was already nighttime. And so we decided to crash at Nashville and at Nashville, we got to the hotel. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. I'm, I'm just even shocked at like the Lord protected us during that time because I, I remember texting my group of disciples and just being like, hey guys, please pray for me. Like we're on the road and like we didn't have the icer for the windshield. So there was ice all over our windshield. We couldn't really see anything. It was just a mess. Like God really, God really wanted us to be safe to get to IHOP. And so um, we get to the hotel and when we get there, we are locked up in the Nashville hotel because the snowstorm is so bad. That was like the middle of like everything horrible happening with the, with the winter storm. It was like fully manifesting that night. And um, it was all over the news. Even Nashville was all on the news because they had pretty much closed up every business and, and, and the people in the hotels 
I remember talking to one of the staff. They said that they had been in the hotel working for the for three days. They hadn't let them go home because of all the extra help that they needed at the hotel. And even the hotel was giving us free food, which was super cool um, because we were snowed in. You know, there was no restaurants that were open. They, they gave us food um, for dinner. And that was an experience. Um, it was so cool looking back at it. I'm like, man, that was such an amazing trip to take. So Holy Spirit led. Um, but in the morning, well, actually, before we get to the morning, I remember coming back to the hotel room and my mom's like freaking out. You know, she's saying, oh, you know, we shouldn't go to International House for Prayer. Um, it's a bad idea. Like the roads are very snowed in. Um, just it's, it's a bad idea. We shouldn't go. And I'm thinking to myself, no, oh my gosh, it's already been like, I think at this point it had been three days or uh, four days on the road. And I'm like, why would we have dro like drove all the way to Tennessee just to turn back to go to Florida? Are you kidding me? No, like we've already been through like the worst of the worst. I feel like, like it can't get any worse than this. You know, like it's the heat has to come at some point, you know, winter storm can only last for so long. And, um, my mom was like, nope, nope, we're going to go, we're going to go back home. And I was just so devastated. I was, I was really devastated. And so I, I went to the bathroom. It was my only private place <laughs> that I had in this little hotel room. And I just prayed and I asked the Lord in this really difficult circumstance. I told him, I'm like, God, if you want us to go to the prayer room, if you want us to go to International House of Prayer and Upper Room, please make a way. Jesus, um, I really want to go and I want to spend some time with you. I want to spend some days just in the prayer room and just worshiping you. I feel like I really need this right now. Um, cause I, I have just seen the prayer room on YouTube online for, for, I, I mean more than a year now, you know, listening to sets after sets after sets. I'm like, I want to be there in person. I want to know what it's like in person. So I prayed that I'm like, please change my mom's mind because I'm also not going to go against my mom's wishes. Um, I'm respectful as we should be. Um, and so that night I slept and the next morning I woke up and I was like, let's get a move on to go to Kansas City. And my mom was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to fight you on this. So I was like, yes, okay, good. I got the, I got the go ahead. So we get the car prepared. We put everything in the car. And um, luckily, the roads were completely cleared. Uh, the, the little, you know, car snow things removed the snow off. the. <laughs> you can tell I don't live in the snow because I don't know what that's called. But they removed the snow off the road. And um, I believe it was one shot from Nashville all the way to Kansas City. I think it was around nine hours or something like that. And uh, when we got to Kansas City, I was so excited. I believe it was like Tuesday or something like that. Um, yes, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I was so like ready to just tackle on the prayer room. So uh, of course, like for me, uh, just being honest, like I do love International House of Prayer, especially if I want to sing along to something because they have a more of a like an organized prayer room. So they sing a lot of songs that are well known. Um, as opposed to upper room that is more kind of spontaneous. International House of Prayer does have spontaneous worship, but upper room is a lot more spontaneous. They'll probably they'll probably have a couple of songs prepared and maybe only do one song, you know, and then the rest is like a two hour spontaneous session. As opposed to International House of Prayer, they'll do they'll do pretty much all the songs that they have prepared, um, and then they'll add in some prayer. So my mom likes I hop more and I like upper room more because my mom likes to sing along and have lyrics and all that stuff. And I like just that Holy Spirit spontaneous moment. Um, so I, I knew that I wasn't going to experience that crazy like presence of God where I'm like tearing up just out of personal preference in International House of Prayer. Um, so while I was there, I was writing some things down, obviously reading from my Bible. Um, the first day that I got there, my discipleship group, I told them, hey guys, I am an international house of prayer. We finally got here. We got here safe. Send me your prayer requests. And I did something ridiculous because I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to do this. And everyone must have thought I was crazy. But I got these post-its that I have in um, my little uh, pencil box that I carry around uh, where I have my highlighters and stuff from my Bible. And I got these post-its and I wrote down their names and I wrote down their prayer requests, every prayer request that they had on the post-it. And I did one post-it for each person. And I put that on my shirt. And so I put that all over 
literally my chest, my shoulder, like I had post-its all over me. And I was walking around just praying over these prayer requests of my friends in the prayer room. Everyone was staring at me. <laughs> Everyone must have thought I was absolutely like crazy, insane. Like they're like, and some people were trying to read the post-its too. They were like getting up really close to me and they're like, what's on there? You know, like, and I... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they saw like names and you know prayer requests so I'm pretty sure they could figure it out but um I was basically a walking western wall you know if you know anything about Israel and Jerusalem that was me and um and it was cool to do that because I felt from the Holy Spirit uh to do that at that moment and sometimes we just have to be obedient and it doesn't matter if we look a little crazy I'm not scared of looking a little crazy sometimes if it accomplishes something in the spiritual that I'm not aware of so um, I did that, and that was exciting, and I got to pray over all my friends and the people that I care about and some other prayer requests, and we spent around four days there, and my mom, being the audacious person that she is, um, very bold, she was like, oh, well, we gotta meet Olivia Buckles, you know, like, she's like your favorite worshiper, Sam, you know, and I was like, no, mom, I don't want to bother her, like, she's like, you know, doing sets, and we got to see, I believe, three of her sets. And on the last one, um, my mom was like, uh, she, she had found one of the guys who was on the set. Um, and she had asked him, hey, because um, they have like several people playing at a time, which is like maybe like uh, six people, guitarists, three different singers, uh, main singer, you know, the piano player, all that stuff. She asked one of the singers and she's like, hey, uh, do you know if Olivia Buckles ever comes out to the prayer room so we can meet her? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I'll go and I'll get her for you so you can meet her. So my mom, she's like, oh, Olivia Buckles is coming. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mom, no, how embarrassing. Like, you're so embarrassing. I don't, I don't want to bother her, you know? Like, it'd be nice to meet her, but I don't want to take up any of her time, you know? And um, so she comes out and she's so friendly, so awesome. Um, she, we, I just talked to her a little bit about how she basically led me into like that one set led me into the prayer room and how I admire her worship and um, and how the Holy Spirit just flows and the presence of God flows whenever she worships just to encourage and edify you know her as a musician and she was so sweet gave us a hug we, I, we took a picture together um, it was awesome <laughs> and um, and yeah and so I got to meet her and that was incredible and I felt like you know that was just kind of like God doing something really nice for me um, and, and yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. <laughs> I hope she never watches this video. <laughs> Very embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all have our favorite musicians that we like and, um, and I specifically like her a lot and I want to give her that shout out too, you know, because you guys, if you haven't heard her music, go check it out. She doesn't have much up, but she does sets all the time and, and you gotta, gotta check it out. So we spend around four days there. Even something even crazy happens. My mom actually, while she was getting gasoline, there's so much that happened in this two week window. Um, but while my mom was getting gasoline, um, my mom doesn't have, I guess, the endurance to stay at the prayer room as long as me. I was there from the morning to the night, like from early in the morning all the way to the night. And my mom, she would just pop in for a couple of sets here and there. And in one of those, uh, she was getting gasoline and there's kind of like a, a hole next to the gasoline station, almost like uh, maybe where water is collected. And my mom, not being too keen on driving in the snow or around snow, um, she fell into the hole and it almost like, it, it looked pretty bad. I'll probably maybe add some pictures around here somewhere. Um, but it was scary. Um, it was right next to the prayer room. I walked from the prayer room when I got that text message. My mom sent me the picture. I was freaking out. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, this is our car. Like, how are we going to get back to Florida if it's messed up? But luckily the, the car was totally, nothing had happened to it. There was no scratches, no bumps, no nothing. It was kind of an attack from the devil, which was insane. Um, and I just told my mom, I'm like, mom, don't go out anymore. Like stay in the prayer room. God wants you in the prayer room. This is why this happened, because you weren't in the prayer room. <laughs> and so, um, but obviously it was an attack from the enemy, and luckily the Lord protected our car. And we also did something really exciting. Um, I don't really like to share so much personal things, um, but I do want to be transparent and honest with you guys, so um, I will share this with you. It costs me, but I will. Um, just cause I'm, I'm usually like, I, you might see me on YouTube might think, oh wow, Sammy is so open. He's so like, you know, transparent, 
but it does, it's hard for me to be, because I rather keep things to myself. I don't know why, but so um, my mom signed me up for this healing and prophecy room, um, which I think is so cool. You know, it was just uh, some people who would pray over you and would prophesy over you if they had anything from the Lord, you know, to say in, about your life. And um, to edify and encourage you, obviously, uh, that's biblical. And so she signed me up for it, and um, we went into the prayer room. Um, I waited outside, and then they called me into the room, and there was three um, ladies there. They were um, more mature than me, a little bit older. And um, and they had their Bibles out, and uh, they said, oh, why don't you start praying for us? So I started praying, and I started. I asked God to help fill them up with knowledge of whatever God wanted to share with them for me. And so... Um, I remember there was the two late there was two ladies and they were really you know giving me these prophetic wordings which were so phenomenal amazing but there was one lady specifically that everything she was saying was just so accurate and it was incredible to hear that because some of the things that she said to me nobody knew about me in my life but I'll share one of those things one of the things she said is that she said I just I just feel from the Lord that Samuel that he sees you and not only does he see you, but he knows your name. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's kind of crazy because I've never heard the audible voice of God. The only time that I have, it was one time. And it was while I was going to sleep one night. And it was kind of almost like, it was almost like, it's like a voice in your head. But this voice was louder than all the other voices. So you know like how sometimes you'll replay conversations in the back of your mind or even while you're going to sleep, you're like thinking to yourself like, oh, what am I going to have to eat tomorrow? You know, you have your own voice in there. Um, but this voice, it like trampled all the other voices. And all it said was Sam. It just said my name. It just said Sam. You know, not even the L part, which is really, you know, God's name. Like um, if, if you know anything about L. Um, E-L. So, um, in biblical names. But he said, Sam. So she said, he knows your name, you know, um, and he sees you. And I took that and I was like, whoa, okay, cool. Like, that's so amazing. And so I wrote that down, um, some of the words, and I, I didn't really think too much about it. And I left the room. I was wrecked. I was like crying and I was very happy. And I left very edified and encouraged, which is, that's what it's supposed to produce. And uh, we ended up leaving International House of Prayer. And um, the day that we were supposed to leave, we didn't know if we should go to Dallas because things were really looking back. You know, if you were watching the news, some people had actually died in the winter storm, which was so sad. And um, also some people were left homeless. There was a lot of floodings that happened. It was just awful. And um, that specific day... I was like, oh, I, you know, I, I'm not even sure if upper room's going to open back up because they had closed pretty much the whole week, the prayer room. And I got an email right when we were about to leave that upper room had opened in the morning. And I was so happy. I was like, okay, if upper room has opened, that means that it's safe because they wouldn't open up the prayer room um, and make people travel, you know, if it wasn't safe. So my mom, she was complaining the whole time. She was like, oh, I, I want to go to California. I want to go to California. And I was like, no, we don't have time to go to California. That's like a... That's like a three-day trip, you know. We wouldn't have time to do Upper Room and then also do California. She wanted to go to some park, a forest, um, because one time a year, there's like this really nice like river that glows a certain color because of the sun. And it was tempting, you know. It was really tempting. I was, um, the devil was trying to get me to not go um, and was using my mom at that time. <laughs> but... Um, devil definitely did not want me to go to upper room and so my mom was like tempting me she's like we could take this exit like we'll, we'll go to las vegas and we'll go to all these other states and we'll go to california and we'll get to see you know we'll get to stay at more hotels and i was like oh you know that does sound really nice um that does sound exciting i've never been to las vegas i've never been to california i have a bunch of friends around there you know i was like uh, should we go but i was like nope I'm going to stand my ground. I really want to go to the prayer room. I want to experience it again. And and time spent with Jesus is much more important to me than a nice time at a hotel or a nice time at a park, you know, or a nice time in nature. Um, I really want to listen to these sets and I want to be, be showered in the presence of God. So we finally reached Dallas. Um, the, the time when we when we got there, there, a lot of the hotels were closed down or sold out, you know, but we were able to find a hotel 
And um, the hotel that we stayed at was kind of like an expensive hotel. Um, we didn't stay there the whole time. It was the Anatole. It's like very expensive, but every other hotel was sold out for the night. So we had to stay in that one specifically, or, or we would have to travel very far for another hotel. So we stayed there for one night. We got a pretty good deal on Expedia or one of those websites. <laughs> and we stayed there and it was crazy because the next morning when I woke up, um, I was in the lobby on my way to the Sunday service. And I hear this voice that sounds very familiar and it's very loud. And I look over to my right and, um, or my left, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's Lou Ango. If you guys know anything about Lou Ango um, or you're involved in, you know, in the Christian you know, ministry scene, Lou Ango is the one who does the send, which is these big auditoriums full of young people. Um, and they put on this event to basically encourage individuals to go out into the missionary field and to send them out, you know, to send uh, young people who are Christians, who are hungry for the Lord, out into the world to disciple people um, using different missionary um, companies or, you know, nonprofits or whatever. So I hear him and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I can't believe that he's here. He's going to be preaching um, this Sunday. And when I get to the service on Sunday, uh, it was funny because on the way uh, over from um, from International House of Prayer, there is one individual that I didn't get to uh, listen to, which was Laura Hackett Park, which I'm also a, a big fan of. I love her music. I love her songs. And I was like, oh man, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird that we didn't see Laura Hackett Park um, in, in IHOP. She's usually there, but I know she just had a baby, so maybe she's not going to be there. And so um, I was like, man, I wish I would have been able to see her because I'm never going to be able to see her, you know, do kind of maybe like a prayer room set live or something like that. So when I get, <laughs> this is how cool God is, guys. When I get to Upper Room, the Sunday service in the morning, I'm like looking at the stage and I see Alyssa's there, which is also an incredible musician, worshiper. And I'm like looking at her. And as soon as the music starts, I turn to the pia pianist um, and guess who it is? It's Laura Hackett Park. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my goodness, God, you are so awesome. Like, I was like, I, you know, I really wanted to listen to this person and um, see a worship set by, by this girl. And, and so that was kind of just like a little nod from God to me once again, just telling me thank you for, for wanting to come and spend some time in my presence and picking the prayer room over the desires of the flesh. And so that was incredible. She led worship and they had an amazing song that they was spontaneous. I don't know, but it was so beautiful about the coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah back to Jerusalem, the second coming. It was a beautiful song. And, um, and of course, not just Laura was there, but a bunch of different leaders, um, leaders from the send, you know, there was like Andy Bird was there. Lou Engel was there. Um, people from IHOP Atlanta, International House of Prayer in Atlanta, um, People from IHOP KC were there, you know, different leaders from KC. So it was just like, it was like, like usually in Christian, like for, for things like this, it, it would like, you would only find this in Christian conferences and you would have to pay. Like, it's like, these are people who um, are like guest speakers at Christian conferences. And so um, I was like, man, this is such an amazing thing. Like, this was free. And it was just a Sunday service. It was a random Sunday service that I decided to go, um, that God brought us to um, this Sunday. And all these individuals are here speaking, preaching, um, praying, doing worship, leading worship. It was a phenomenal Sunday morning. There's so many people who are at the end of the service just knocked out by the Holy Spirit, just on the floor, you know, very charismatic. <laughs> and um, the, the presence of God was really there. And they they did a whole prayer about the Messiah returning back to Messiah returning back to Jerusalem. Um, I th and and you know what was so special is that I had a friend who was next to me. Um, she I I'm not even sure if I told her this, but um, I hadn't told her about anything of that I had experienced in IHOP KC and definitely not in the healing or prophecy rooms. And while we were in worship, she turns to me and she, you know, I know she doesn't do this. She turns to me and she says, hey, actually, I feel from the Lord, like in the middle of worship, I feel from the Lord that he's trying to tell you something. And I said, yeah, you know, what, what's up? And she says, I feel like he's telling me that he sees you. And I was like, at that moment, I lost it. I was like crying. I was like, what? You know, like 
she couldn't have known that I had just received that exact word. And that's how you know it's Holy Spirit led when people are saying the exact same thing to you over and over. And God likes to do that to me, especially he'll, he'll do that with verses. Like somebody will say a verse and then another person will say it or, um, or I'll find it in my Bible, just randomly, you know, verses here and there. And I know that the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to me using the verses. So she turns to me and she says, he sees you. And at the moment I'm like, okay, God, like, that's awesome. Like you see me. I, I know you see everyone, you know, like you're God. Like, what does that mean specifically? And as I was sitting there in the midst of this room, um, I, and it's not, you know, it's not to puff myself up or anything like that. Um, but as I was sitting in the midst of all these leaders who all have something in common, which is prayer room, it's all about the prayer, the fasting. You know, if you know anything about Lou Engel, he's super huge into fasting. If you know anything about IHOP, same thing, you know, prayer room, upper room, prayer room, prayer room, prayer room. And so I was sitting there and the Lord just spoke over my heart and he says, the reason I brought you to this Sunday service amidst these leaders in the prayer room movement and the movements that are happening today is because they may not recognize you as a leader. They may not even know who you are, Samuel. And you're not up there on the stage preaching and, and praying for people, individuals. He's like, but I, God, I see you and I recognize you as a leader for this generation. And as not just a leader um, for online ministry, but as a leader for prayer room and specifically. And the Lord really spoke that to my heart. And, and I feel like I felt that from the Holy Spirit. And that that really meant a lot to me because uh, prayer rooms are not just something that I want to uh, that I want to listen to and maybe travel to every now and then. But I genuinely want there to be a house of prayer in Miami, um, one specifically for people from Miami, you know, and the culture of Miami, you know, the Spanish culture and the Jamaican culture and the Haitian culture and um, really make a house, a beautiful house of prayer down here. But there's nothing like that down here. Um, the closest one is the one that I used to go to, which is pretty far down south. And so when the Lord spoke that to me, I was like, wow, God, like, that's amazing. Like, that's something that I'm, I'm thank you for telling that, tell, speaking that over in my life, you know, because I do want there to be that prayer room movement in Miami and for South Florida so desperately need it, needs it. Um, and I'm glad that you have chosen me to be a leader in that in some way, shape or form, you know, whether that will happen or whether or not it will come true. Um, I have faith in my heart and it's almost like when Mary was told that, um, Jesus was going to be, be the Messiah, um, by the angels. And, you know, um, when the, when they brought incense to him as presents, you know, the three wise men or the, the three shepherds, she held those things in her heart. And that's kind of what I felt like in that moment. I'm like, yeah, I don't really need these people to recognize me as anyone, as a leader or anything like that. But I knew I needed to be there that day specifically for the blessing and the outpouring that was happening from the Holy Spirit in that room by those leaders. Um, almost like submission from those leaders for whatever God is planning to do with my life. Whether I am the leader or whether I am just a part of the movement or whether I'm just a spectacle watcher, you know, whatever God wants. That's I just want what God wants. Um, but I know that there is a desperate need for that here in Miami because I, I do a lot of online ministry, guys, but I don't just always want to be doing stuff online. You know, I get a little lonely sometimes here in my room. Um, thankfully, I have you guys and I have my viewership. Um, but I, I want to see people saved here in Miami and in Florida in general especially because things are things are looking pretty bad down here in Miami. This place is not exactly the most Christian friendly. So let's just say that. <laughs> and so the Lord spoke that over me. And um, I was just really thankful for those words given to me by my friend, by the ladies at International House of Prayer in the healing rooms. And so then I went on for four, four, four more days or five days, something like that in the prayer room from the morning to the, to the night it was incredible listening to set after set. I've lost count after like 13 sets and they're all like hour, like two hours long. So it was a lot, guys. <laughs> I love it though. Like I love it, love it, love it, love it. I love worship. I love singing. I love hearing from God through worship and through prayer. And one of, one of the things that I would like to share with you guys real quick before we wrap up this podcast is that he shared with me in one of the sets, it was very strong because I was feeling the Holy Spirit presence so strongly, I was crying. Um, he shared with me a passage from John 4, 39. 
And um, all I kept hearing from the Holy Spirit while I was worshiping, and it was so weird because they were singing about the the worthiness of God and the and how He's, um, how He's like valuable, and they were singing about this. But I kept hearing from the Holy Spirit, "Come and see, come and see." And I and I I remembered the passage in John four thirty nine that it's like, "Come and see the man who told me everything I ever did." And so I'm hearing this over and over and I'm like, okay, let me, let me turn to the passage. That's what we should do when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, drop everything and, you know, go spend time with the Holy Spirit. And so I go to John 4, 39, and basically I read the passage where she is, this is the woman at the well. And, um, and Jesus is like, oh, I want a cup of water. You know, I'm just going to be paraphrasing here. I want a cup of water. And she's like, oh, you know, like, what? why are you asking me for a cup of water? Like, uh, I'm just a Samaritan woman. And Jesus is like, if you knew who I was, like, you would be asking me for a cup of water, you know, the, an internal cup of water. And so he proceeds to tell this woman everything that has ever happened in her life, um, including the fact that she had been married multiple times already. And so um, at this moment, she understands and she sees who Jesus is. She sees the worthiness of Jesus. She sees this is not just a mere prophet. This is the Messiah that we have been waiting for. The Messiah that um, that for however thousands of years had been prophesied by the prophets. And he was standing right in front of her, a Samaritan woman. And if you know anything about the woman at the well, you know that she, she went during the middle of the day where there was no one around because she was ashamed of herself as maybe... Maybe she was looked down upon or frowned upon by her community because of all the husbands that she had married, you know? And so she drops everything and she goes to her town and she becomes the greatest evangelist for that town that that town had ever seen. <laughs> and she goes to everyone and she says, come and see the man who told me everything that I ever did. And I love that that even now thinking about it, the Holy Spirit is really speaking to me now. <laughs> even now thinking about it, that's kind of like my story, is that I had a story where I was very ashamed. Um, I I didn't know how to talk about the things that I went through with the church. Um, even sometimes it's uncomfortable for me to talk about these things, about homosexuality in my life, out of homosexuality. And, um, and essentially, like, this woman going to the town and saying, come and see this, this beautiful man, this man who knows everything, who knows everything about my life. This man who with just a couple of words has helped me to let go of myself and to let go of what I think other people's opinions about me are um, so that I can express to you that this is the Messiah, the one that we've been waiting for. And so she drops everything. Like she, uh, it's, it's incredible that she drops all all the things that would have embarrassed her before, you know, not wanting to be seen by certain people, um, her her reputation, she drops all those things, she humbles herself and she says, come and see this man, come and see this man. And that really broke me because sometimes I feel like we don't recognize the worthiness of Jesus. And sometimes I feel like that's me. <laughs> I'm on YouTube and I'm like, guys, come and see this man. You know, I'm, I'm doing my Bible studies and I'm like, guys, come and see this man. You know, even even John himself in Revelation, he says, there's an angel that's pulling him and says, come and see, you know, come and see. This is a phrase that is John likes to use a lot. Um, and, and to me, I'm like, man, it's so beautiful. Um, what happens to us when we see Jesus? when we know his worthiness, when we lock eyes with him and he changes our world, he tells us who we really are. You know, um, it, I've heard even phrases before, many times before, that it's like the word of God almost is like a mirror. When you look into it, you can see all your flaws. You can see all the things that are sinful about you. Um, but I love it because the that's the gospel. The gospel is the word of God helps us to see that we are unfit for God, <laughs> that we've sinned against him. But Jesus comes and he dies for us. And he shows us that even though we are unfit, um, he sees us as valuable enough to die for, um, to send his only son. 
And so I was just broken by this word. I, I, I wrote in my journal, it looks, it looks like a crazy person wrote this. Because <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was just writing and writing. And, um, and one of the things I walked away with was he's worthy of throwing away our reputations. When this woman, she went out, she saved. It said that almost all of the town was saved because of her. Almost all of them went to go see Jesus. And then they went to go see him with their own eyes because of this woman's story, because of this woman's testimony. She threw away her reputation. She threw away everything that she cared about so that people could see Jesus, so that people could come and recognize his worth. And, and that's the kind of person that I want to be. I want to be like the Samaritan woman. I throw away my reputation. I throw away my desires. I throw away the things that make me insecure so that other people can see Jesus. Um, I go through a lot of hardships in my life and I don't always share them because um, I don't want to burden people. But I have amazing people in my life, thankfully, to help take me through that, those, that my community to help help me with those things. Um, but I got some hardships, you know, but I still, I, I get online for you guys and I, I do these podcasts and I do my Bible studies. Why? Because I'm like, I'm not going to let those things deter me, um, from sharing with people, the man who changed my life, the man who told me everything I ever did. And so that was something that was spoken <laughs> to me by the Holy Spirit in the prayer room. And, uh, I still get a little emotional talking about it. Cause it's uh, so very real to me, and um, and then yeah, and then it, so I spent I spent a couple more days there. It was incredible. Got to meet some people, um, and it was really just a great, fantastic time. After that, we went over uh, to New Orleans. We had to stop there because never been there, um, and then made our way from Tallahassee, you know, to Orlando, and then Orlando to Miami, and that was a two week road trip. Um, and I was just really thankful to God for everything. And there's so much more. There's so many different stories and interactions that I had that I can't fit on this podcast. But it was so amazing. So I just want to personally say thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Thank you as well for supporting my ministry so I can be able to do stuff like this to get my fill. Um, actually, it was uh, all of this was in my mom's budget. <laughs> so my, my mom paid for this whole trip, which was incredible. She treated me to the trip. Um, so thank you, mom. <laughs> but um, th thank you guys for supporting my ministry, um, for watching my videos, uh, for help, for just letting me come on here and share with you some of the things that the Holy Spirit is doing in my life. And and um, and I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that you get to go check out Upper Room, that you get to check out their prayer room, check out International House of Prayer, check out Olivia Buckle's sets. Um, and I love you guys and I'm really thankful and yeah, I can't wait to the next time that I go visit another prayer room or maybe even start one here in Miami. Well, so with that being said, um, I hope you guys have a fantastic, awesome week. Um, I look forward, uh, to doing another podcast. We have another one coming out next week. So you guys will get to see that next Friday. So tune in for that. Um, also, if you want to donate to my ministry, remember, uh, just go ahead and go to SamuelAbrahamPerez.com and I'll leave you guys with that. I love you guys and peace out.